This is Catholic Leadership for the World. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the Church. It all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira, I'm your host. My co-host Erin Monin is also in the room. Hi, Erin. Hi, Christopher, and good morning, everyone. Uh, before we start, if you could please take the time now to ping five people, five Catholic professionals that you know and follow in Clubhouse. Um, that would be great. When you do this, uh, they will be invited to join the room and their friends will be notified and attracted to the room as well. Thank you very much, Erin. And welcome, everybody. Welcome, Gina, Chris, Norma, Mary, Lisa, Daisy, and we have a second Lisa today, and Manu and Linda, Carlos, a lot of regulars and some newies also with us today. Thank you for joining us. If you are joining for the first time or even if you haven't already, please go into my bio or Erin's bio and you will see a link to our Telegram group. That's just another space that we use to make our conversations, our weekly conversations here more dynamic and we continue to share content and comments uh, through our telegram group and every week we share with you an image which we call the image of the week and uh, we've already shared the image of the week for this week if you go to our telegram group right now you will see a beautiful image uh, titled Jesus praying in Gethsemane by Henrik Hoffman and uh, this, this painting dates uh, back to um, the year 1890. It's a beautiful image of Jesus Christ praying, praying to God the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I think we all, we all know the story, of course, right? We all know it. It's part of the rosary. Uh, so we, we know very well um, what went on. But this image, of course, like every week, we try to find an image that will be helpful to the conversation. And the conversation today is presence of God. Within the overarching team of Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, which is what we talk about and promote every week, that lay Catholic professionals particularly should, should strive to become influential leaders in civic society, in civil society. Uh, so that we can help advance the mission of the church. There are several components to that formula, becoming Catholic leaders for civil society. And each week, we sort of like break down each of the pieces. And today we're talking about presence of God. On our image of the week, you find Christ in praying in Gethsemane. And of course, our Lord was the master of presence of God. There wasn't a, a point in his early life where he was not aware of the presence of God, the Father, of his Father, uh, with him at all times. But he also knew how to uh, find those spaces, those perfect times, uh, to just seclude himself and, and be surrounded by nothing but the presence of God, even though he kept presence of God throughout the day and throughout his 33 years of early life. So what do we mean when we talk about presence of God? This is, this is not only something that should be in the minds of every, uh, every Catholic leader in civil society, but every Catholic period, it's certainly a must if, if we will succeed at becoming Catholic leaders in civil society. And that is to keep always at the forefront of our minds the fact, the reality, that we are always in the presence of God. 
Do you see why this is important? Just imagine, we know that, that we are in the presence of God. Right now, each one of us, all of us together, and each one of us individually, we are in the presence of God. However, we tend to forget about this. And because we forget, we sin. And because we forget, we offend God. Because we forget that we are in his presence, we make all of the choices that we then regret and need to take back to confession. So just imagine what it will be like if Jesus Christ in person, the way that he was uh, around his apostles when during his early life, if he was with us all day long, imagine that from the time that you woke up in the morning, uh, he, he came into your room to wake you up, and then you had breakfast with him, and then off you went to work in the car and commuted together, and he sat in the cubicle right next to you, and throughout the entire day, he just never left your side. Imagine if that was the case. Well, let me tell you that that is exactly what goes on in each, ones of our, each one of our lives every day. We are always in the presence of God. But we forget about that. So practicing presence of God, that's, that's the terminology. And this is the terminology of the church. We're not inventing Christianity here. This is, we're, we're bringing back some of the, the richness of our faith that has been a little forgotten. Uh, practicing presence of God means nothing other than finding ways, creative ways to Always be conscious of the fact that we are in the presence of God. We forget. It's a reality. I forget. We all forget. Just think about, we, we must only think about our sins. Think of, of our, let's think of our worst sins, right? I can certainly think of my worst sins. And I know that if I had at that moment the consciousness that I was in the presence of God, I wouldn't have done what I did. But I forgot. I just simply, or maybe I ignored it. So practicing presence of God will help us be a little more consistent in our, in our Christian life. It will help us uh, leave everything that we say that we believe in, leave it out, because we know we are in His presence. So today's conversation is not going to be uh, highly theological, or philosophical, or, or nothing high about in the clouds. We hope, I hope, Erin and I, we hope that this is going to be a very practical conversation and an exchange of ideas and tips um, and recommendations among all of us to continue to practice presence of God. What do we do? What can we do throughout the day to keep presence of God, to have that presence of God, to, to remind ourselves that we're always in His presence? And with that, I'd love to hear from Erin and from any, any of you who would like to come to the stage to share just what you do in your own life to practice presence of God. Erin? Yeah, this is um, an awesome topic because obviously we all um, can speak to something having to do with this. Sometimes our topics are a little bit harder for everyone in the room to relate to, but this is one that literally all of us can um, have experienced, can experience, do experience, and can speak to. So I'm really excited to hear what everyone has to say and to share. Um, again, we invite you to come up to the stage anytime um, to do that. Uh, so yeah, presence of God, this is like Christopher said, kind of a broader topic and maybe less, um, 
you know, uh, I don't know what the right terminology is, but it's easier to talk about without having to reference like church documents or things like that. Um, You know, this is something that we can just speak uh, freely about, speak of our experiences and just share, you know, how we are uh, experience God's presence in our own lives, how maybe we desire to more or want to in certain ways. Um, and so this is a really beautiful topic that I'm so glad that we brought to um, this space. So um, with that, just a few opening thoughts um, to kind of supplement what Christopher has already shared. Um, I was uh, reading some of Opus Day's uh, blog posts and, and um articles on their website because they talk a lot about this. Um, it's, it's almost in my mind, it seems almost the foundation of, of their whole, um, kind of movement and, and what they're, they are, um, all about. So Opus Day is basically making your ordinary life extraordinary by, um, doing, you know, your ordinary tasks, but offering, um, everything up to our Lord and, um, being and literally being conscious of his presence at all times and everything you do, no matter how ordinary the task is. Um, that's a very rough version. I'm sure um, if I had it right in front of me, I could better articulate their exact mission. But uh, Christopher knows a little bit more about them, so I'm sure he can help me out in a minute. But anyways, um, we talked about Opus Day I think, last week and in some previous um Uh, rooms. So this isn't like a brand new uh, thing that we're bringing up. But anyways, I digress. They are, um, they've written a lot of text and and done a lot of interviews with people about um, just this topic, presence of God. What, what does that actually look like? You know, Christopher said, we want to talk about like practicals and, and what does this really mean for us? What does this really look like in our day-to-day lives. And it can look a lot of ways. You know, we're all in different um, seasons. We're all in different professions and vocations. Some of us are single. Some of us are married. Some of us are married with kids. Um, Some of us work full-time. Some of us work part-time. Some of us don't work at all and stay at home with children. So, you know, there's a lot of varying ways that we can experience God in our lives. And, you know, it looks, like I said, it looks different for everyone, but some of the main things that we can all probably relate to at some point in our lot, in our days is prayer. You know, the image of the week is so powerful. It, it's simple, but it's powerful. It reminds us that God's son, Jesus, kept God in his life at all times, even though he was the son of God, even though he, he is God himself in the human flesh. Um, he still spent spent a ton of time on earth in prayer to God the Father. So he's the, as, as with everything else, he's a great model and example to us that, you know, prayer is so important and something that must be wrapped into our daily lives um, because that's how we experience God's presence the most. We can, we can bring literally anything to God. We can have a conversation with Him. We can ask Him questions. We can pray for specific intentions. We can thank Him. We can adore Him. We can worship Him. There are so many ways to pray um, and converse with um, God our Father. So that's one um, very obvious 
um, example of of being in the presence of God. And we've we've mentioned things like this before, but prayer doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I need to like go to the chapel or go to the church every day and and pray. Like we can pray at any time. We can be praying while we're working. We can be praying while we're sending emails. We can be praying, um, spending time with our spouse or our kids. It doesn't have to be this, this crazy big ordeal. Um, prayer is actually very simple. It's, it's just bringing, um, ourselves to Christ in whatever situation that we're in and, um, conversing with him, thanking him, praying for certain things. So that's one example. Um, and then another is is the sacraments. Um, another thing that we've talked about many a times in this room, but being in the presence of God is, I mean, excuse me, uh, being uh, <laughs> practicing the sacraments and partaking in the sacraments is one of the ways as well that we can be in God's presence. Of course, going to Mass um, on Sunday, but maybe going to Mass more than just on Sunday. Um, receiving the Eucharist as, as many days in the week as we are able. Um, obviously, that's the closest and most intimate we can get with our Lord because we are receiving him into our bodies. Um, but, you know, going to confession, um, spending spending the time, you know, to examine our consciences and, and go through the ways that we have have not been in the presence of God <laughs> in certain moments and, and then recognizing how we can... Um, instead of um, breaking that time with him and in sin, um, how can we fill our, our days with with less of that and more of, of his goodness and his grace? So confession is another wonderful example of a sacrament that we can continuously partake in to be in his presence. So there are many more things, and I see Andres is on the stage. I want to give other people the chance to speak, but um, just wanted to share some of those opening thoughts. And um, Andres, if you'd like to share, go ahead. Yeah, thank you, Aaron and Christopher. Um, I absolutely love this topic. It's one that's um, dear to my heart because I think the presence of God is something that everyone really should be trying to um, achieve. I mean, in, from the practical standpoint, um, I thought that was important that Christopher mentioned that. Um, how do we remain in the presence of God? How do we? Uh, how are we contemplating God in our daily lives, especially when we become busy with with work or with family life or with um, children's activities, all those types of things. So I think making it practical and making it something that um, you can incorporate into your life, I, I think naturally is probably the best way to do it. And I say this from experience, but um, I'll just kind of give you guys, um, I guess, a summary of my my day and how I practice keeping the presence of God within my day. Um, honestly, I, I start in the morning with prayer and sometimes it's, it's right when I wake up, other times Unfortunately, I just immediately start getting busy and it's a little bit later in the morning, but I always do make sure that I offer um, to God my day and just pray a simple morning prayer. And it's not anything that has to be complicated or um, or by rote necessarily, although it, it is always helpful to have prayers by rote because it's just easier for people to recall and remember. Um, so that, that's how I'll start my day off. And essentially offering my my day, my works, my joys, my sufferings to to God and to Jesus. And um, following that, um, anytime before a meal, it's just, it's become a really good habit and just practice, but something that um, I think is 
as Catholics, we're called to because everything is a gift from God. So always ensure before a meal, even when I'm out in public, um, and we do this with our children as well, prayer before a meal, again, just keeping that presence of God, keeping ourselves mindful of the gifts that we receive from God. Um, some other things that I do um, as a, a busy professional and oftentimes meeting with a lot of people and having um, just these these large uh, meetings where I have to um, speak, I'll say a prayer just right before the meeting. And it, it's not a, a prayer by rote, not anything necessarily um, like, like a Hail Mary or anything like that, but just a simple prayer, just asking the Holy Spirit for his his guidance and sometimes for the words that I may need, depending on how prepared I might be for, for that meeting. Um, and that's always a really good practice that I found that's helped kind of call me and help me to um, perform and just execute the meeting a lot better because I'm, I'm calling upon the Holy Spirit for his guidance. Um, and then one of the things that has actually been amazing um, in my family and in, in my personal life for also for my family is um, incorporating the uh, the daily rosary. And that happened um, was back in 2018. It was after, um, well, I guess it started when I um, ended up doing an Exodus 90, which is just a phenomenal experience for, for any men that are interested. Um, it's worthwhile to look up. But um, that that's where it started, this daily rosary. And Aaron, you were talking about um, how sometimes people, they get, um, I don't know, I guess kind of bogged down with, with other things in life. And they think, well, you know, if I'm not praying in the proper manner or proper form or proper location, then I mean, I'm not doing justice to, to God or to our lady. And, you know, I used to think like that, but then I actually heard, um, Jesse Romero, um, say one time on his radio show, he said, you know what, I think there was a caller that called in and he's like, Hey, Jesse, um, you know, I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling with trying to pray. He's like, because I, I just, I, I don't find myself in front of the crucifix or in a church or anything like that. And um, Jesse simply put it, he's like, that's okay. He's like, prayer, that, that's the most important part. He's, and Jesse started to share how he would pray when he was exercising or he would pray when he was in his vehicle. But the prayer, that that's the most important aspect, offering that prayer. And yes, it's important to be mindful. And sometimes our minds drift when we're doing other activities, but you're still making that act. and so. With that, um, is starting to pray the rosary, and then, uh, thanks be to God, it just organically um, became this this normal um, habit in our family. Where it actually, I, I'm pretty sure it started with my daughter, who was um, about five at the time. She saw me, my example, and she wanted to imitate that, and she started praying her own rosary separately. And my wife and I were kind of, um, we were shocked by it. And, but we thought, Hey, this is, this is amazing. You know, like, let's, let's keep this going. So, um, from there we started to incorporate, um, the rest of the kids. And obviously I have a, a young family, so some of the younger kids still couldn't participate at the time, but over time, as they've gotten older, we've incorporated them into the, the daily rosary and, um, even if it's just for praying a decade. But um, again, speaking about the practical and about the proper place and time, that was one of my hangups. And once I was able to let that go and realize, hey, you know, I can take time from work, take a break, and I can pray my rosary with my family then, even if it's over the phone, if I'm not with them. I can pray the rosary while I'm in the car. I can pray the rosary while we're all in the car, you know? 
Um, it might not be the most ideal place, but again, it, it's the act. It, it's the act of actually praying. Um, but then there's often times where we do get to pray in front of our prayer corner and and look at images of Jesus and Our Lady, and and those times it, it works out really well. Or sometimes in a church. So um, that that's something that I did want to share because I think it's really important. Because um, I know that was my mindset. Um, but thanks be to God, I've gotten over that and and have been able to pray a daily rosary straight since since 2018. Um, it was like the third quarter of 2018, something like that. Um, but then um, just going further in my day, um, we'll pray a nightly prayer um, with the kids, and then um, also uh, do an examination of conscience and um, pray an act of contrition. And um, these are things that didn't happen all at once, but just over time. Um, I guess I, I've wanted to incorporate these things and it, it's just something that's important to me that I wanted to do and sometimes struggled with, but eventually just persevered and, and it happened, which is beautiful. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to struggle with these things because these things are actually worth it and worthwhile. And um, more recently, actually, um, I got the idea from um, a gentleman during a presentation and talking about um, Opus Day and a plan of life and all those things and incorporating additional prayers into your day and keeping God present, um, I actually set up an alarm. We have an alarm. It's, it's kind of like a smart alarm type thing. And so was able to set up um, the alarm to go off at noon so that way we can pray the Angelus. Um, and while I'm here teleworking, it works out really well. And if I'm not, then my family, um, they'll pray it. My wife will lead and, and the children will pray with her and then I'll just pray it separately. But yeah, I, I thought that was just an amazing thing to incorporate into our family life. Because again, I mean, for myself, but also for being that example for uh, my wife and my children. Um, and then the last thing I would say um, about keeping the presence of God, you know, here in my office at home, I obviously have a lot more liberty as to what I can put in here. But um, right next to my um, my monitor, I do have an image. Um, I'm not even sure who the artist is, but um, it's a Renaissance painter. And I have an image of Our Lady and um, the child Jesus. And I know just looking at that, especially when the day gets very um, just difficult and you get stressed out, look, having those those sacred images um, near you as a professional, um, you know, I think are very helpful. And I mean, if you come to my house, you'll see sacred images and um, just really in every room. And again, it's that's a reminder um, of the faith and keeping God present in our lives. And um, these are just small little practical ideas, things that we've done just, again, over the years um, that have really helped our family. And I can't speak enough about um, attending adoration frequently um, as much as you can. And then also, um, yeah, frequenting the sacraments of confession and um, receiving the Eucharist um, worthily. Th that That's so important. And um, I, I would, I mean, I would recommend that anyone, um, anyone that's Catholic, yeah, at least monthly. I know that's always been said, and most people here have probably heard that, but at least try to receive the sacrament of confession at least monthly. Um, that's just good advice for, for anyone that's a practicing Catholic. Um, but other than that, I thank you for the time. Take care. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ed. I was just posting something on Telegram while I was listening to Andres. He reminded me of, uh, of uh, the different things that I do uh, to keep the presence of God. So I encourage everyone, I try to make this conversation as interactive as possible. And I love the use of the Telegram group because we can uh, share photos and resources and links. And I just uploaded a photo of my office right now where I'm sitting. 
from uh, basically my view from my desk, right? And in front of me, to the right, to the left side, I have a, a crucifix, and right in front of me, an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, images, Catholic images, sacred art, and, and uh, sacred images. And, and then I'll, I'll definitely uh, want to hear from Belinda. But, you know, our Protestants, uh, Protestant brothers and sisters uh, often criticize Catholics because of our use of images. And, and but the reality is that they, they go back to, to the beginning of Christianity, right? We all know that. We understand they began with symbols. Maybe it was a cross, uh, then a crucifix, uh, or just a fish, carved on, on, a, on a door, but those symbols turn into beautiful sacred art that by the time of the Renaissance, it was just an amazing tradition of using images to keep presence of God. There were other reasons. There, there are other reasons why Catholics love our sacred art and sacred images. Uh, one of them was that uh, early on in Christianity, there not everybody could read the Bible, right? So so the different passages of the Bible, Bible were often portrayed in images. But today we can all get a, a Bible and, and we still have our images. We love our images. And our images are a, a phenomenal way, an amazingly effective way to keep presence of God throughout the day. Especially like in, in cases like what Andres is describing, where we're working at home and we have full control of our surroundings. Right. So I encourage each one of you, if you have maybe at your desk where you work or at the workshop, whatever you if you have a crucifix or an, or an image of Our Lady or just your rosary or anything like that, if you want to take a quick photo and share it on Telegram so we can all see it. But I just uh, quickly wanted to say that one of the most effective ways in which we can keep the presence of God is by having sacred images, sacred art uh, in front of us all the time. And, and each of my children have a crucifix in their bedrooms, and so does uh, do my wife and I. And, and not every um, wall and corner of the house has a piece of sacred art, but whatever, you know, whatever we can, strategically, we place these. And, and they are very effective and very helpful in remembering that we're always in the presence of God. But I would love to hear from Belinda. Hi, Christopher. Hi, everybody. Uh, love everything that everyone has said, and I agree with it. And I guess I would um, say that for me, uh, and a simple way I could put it would be like, I try to meet him, feel him, and talk to him throughout the day. So when I talk about meeting him, just there are times, especially at daily mass, or when I'm doing my liturgy, the hours that are set times where I am going to meet him. Like what Andres was saying about the time he's praying his rosary, he is going to meet God and our mother there because that's a time he's set aside to meditate on those mysteries of the rosary. So when I go to daily mass, I know I'm going to meet him there. Even when I'm in a dry place and I don't feel him very much, I know I'm going to meet him at mass. I know I'm going to meet him in my prayer time, even if I don't feel him. But there are many times when, um, in terms of feeling him, when I try to think like St. Therese said, and I think I've mentioned it in here before, she could picture that God's holy face, the face of Jesus was looking down on her. You know, all she had to do was look up and 
there the face of Jesus was. And so she she went around in that contemplative state where she just knew that he was there with her because she could understand that his face was looking at her all the time. And that has really, really helped me when I'm feeling far from God. You, you may not feel him, but you know that he's there looking down on you. And so that's been really helpful. And then talking to him, like I'm an extrovert. So I grew up in a really difficult situation where um, from about eight to 18, I was being bullied in school. And I remember going out to walk every day out in the cemetery across the road from my uh, rural home. And I would walk up and down talking to God. I would just talk to him. I would just tell him everything. I don't understand, Lord. Why does she have to be jealous of me? I'm not going to do her any harm. And I would just talk to him like I talked to y'all. And I could understand through thoughts and and, um, things that he would put in my heart, I could understand that he was speaking back to me because I was talking to him in the way I could. Now, I know for introvert people, they like to say things inward. So they would probably talk to him inside. They wouldn't actually speak with their voice. But my children will still ask me sometimes, mom, who are you talking to? And I'm I'm in the back in my room talking to God, you know, or I'm in the laundry room while I'm putting loads in talking to God about, you know, either I'm praying for somebody because, um, you know, I do a lot of intercessory prayer and reparation, but I'm either praying for somebody or I'm just talking to him about what we need, you know, what, what it is I'm feeling at that moment. So I think those might be a, a way of helping people meet him, feel him and talk to him. And I do highly encourage if there's any way that people can get to as many daily masses as you can that this is a way always to meet him and to be in his presence. And I appreciate what Aaron said at the beginning. We can't always be in a chapel. So all these other ways or how we meet him throughout our day, I think it was St. Cecilia who would, um, every hour she would call on her guardian angel, like right on the stroke of the hour, the new hour, she would call on a guardian angel to help her through the next hour. And I know St. Thomas Aquinas had all these prayers that he would do before each and every activity. I'm sure that St. Jose Maria Escriva would, would just love what, what he did and put that into his work day. But um, so these are just some things. And I love the idea of setting a time or setting something that reminds you. So um, I'm using the Pomodoro, I think that's how you pronounce it, method where 25 and five, where you work for 25 minutes and you're up for five. And I'm trying in the five minutes as I'm relaxing to just, I'm trying to be mindful of of, uh, that this is the time to rest, do what I need to take care of my body, go to the bathroom, get some water, just stretch, just get away from the, the work and do something different. And then when I come back and I sit back again. I'm so much better. And I've seen the difference because yesterday I didn't do it. And I just felt like, oh, my gosh, the work was just going on and on and on. And even though I have the picture of Jesus sitting right next to my my computer, you know, the sacred heart picture that's so beautiful. I just felt like I was dragging, like it was so hard. And when I get up and go away, I can talk to God. I can just go get refreshed. Then I come back and I I start again. So I hope these are helpful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that, Belinda. Yes, that is very helpful. And, and we all have different ways of, of doing this. But 
prayer is certainly uh, uh, the perhaps the best way to keep presence of God, right? And in this room, we have talked about prayer a lot, and we have talked about the plan of life. And and this topic, the topic of the of today, keeping presence of God, is certainly related to uh, to our prayer life and our plan of spiritual life, and 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 that contemplative uh, attitude and way of being that each one uh, each one of us should have uh, every day, all the time. Um, but we have more people in the stage. I love it, Crystal. Please share with us. Hi, Christopher, Aaron, and everyone. It's a delight to be back with you all again. I wanted to share one thing that helps me besides um, what, what um, has already been said about sacred art strategically placed in the home, which I love, and in my office. Um, I also like to think about myself. I also live by a plan of love or rule of love, a rule of life, some may call it, which helps to sort of encapsulate my life with the attitude of prayer, keeping Christ centristic, uh, central to everything I do. But the one thing I wanted to share with everyone was the idea that helps me so much. It's not an idea, but it's a fact. I am his temple. And I love to think of God indwelling me. Um, because that, it opens everything up for me. Um, my life the experience of life is so much more richer, knowing that God is with me, yes, but with me in a profound way. He's in me, incomprehensibly so. And so, when I'm with others, I love to talk with Jesus about the person in front of me. You know, the things that I see that are interesting and um, beautiful. I love to say to Jesus, thank you for the way she does this. Um, or when we're dining, thanking the Lord for the plating and how beautifully that's done. Or just sitting out on my lanai and listening to, you know, everything is then enjoyed with him um, in that way. And as... Um, I think Andrea said, you know, sometimes we do get um, caught up in our activities, important meetings, listening to others, being with others, and I'm not as cognizant of the indwelling of the Holy Trinity. And this will be the last thing I say, but what has really helped me tremendously uh, in being Catholic is that this indwelling is incomprehensible and it's something that God has done that is de facto. And so he's there, whether I'm able to give him my attention or not. And this indwelling, remembering this indwelling, helps me to rein myself in. And it's just a great blessing. And I thought I might share it. And I thank you for allowing me to do that. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Crystal. That that was beautiful. That was beautiful. How we how we can keep that presence of God by simply conversating with Him throughout the day. I just uh, Saint Jose Maria also used to say that we must be contemplative souls. We must be. I was just saying that before 
I gave you the mic, Crystal, and 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 I think you what you said res- resonated a lot with that thought. And 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 I can't think of anything in life that cannot bring us back, bring our attention attention back to God in some way or another. And I think about all of the good things that come to us and the good people in our life. And of course, that is God. And their love towards us is God's love. That's how we experience it. And I think of all of the the suffering and the challenges that we go through uh, throughout the day and throughout our lives. And that, of course, brings us back to the cross and, and back to Christ's love for us in the cross. So, so, you know, I was, I was running this morning and what a beautiful day. It was cloudy. And every time I look at the a landscape that, that's just beautiful and mountains, I can't help but to think of God. How can we not, right? So all of these things, I think, can help us keep on uh, a presence of God. And Lisa is also on the stage. I, lo- I would love to learn how Lisa uh, uh, can keep that presence of God throughout her day. Lisa? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Christopher, so much for allowing me to be come up on stage and just to hopefully share some things that the Holy Spirit's put on my heart. And uh, yeah, fabulous. Aaron's relationship with God. Um, you know, it's different and it's special in that way. It's kind of like if you have children, um, you love all your children, but the relationship with each of them is different. It's similar with God. So um, I think, you know, as a, as a Catholic professional and a Catholic leader, um, some practical things that hopefully um, might help others that I'd like to offer. Um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, what's the what's the threat of what is the threat of that pre- practicing the presence? Um, well, for me, it's been again distraction and just busyness, just overload. Um, these are threats to practice, and um, you know, being present in the moment. Um, you know, that was. You know, as it, like you said, it, being a contemplative soul, you know, um, I think John Paul II gave us a great example of that, that um, when he was with someone, um, it was like you were the only person in the room. I mean, he would look you in the eye and you were, you know, you felt special. You felt like there was no one else in the room. And it's the same way with St. Mother Teresa, said the same presence, if you will. So I think, you know, being present to, to people. Um, when we work with them and just being open and being able to listen to them, um, you know, however much we can and to pray for them um, and sometimes pray with them um, is a beautiful thing. You know, it's a great way to model our faith and to pra- not only model, but to practice our, our faith. Um, and one of the things that kind of came forth as well um, for the title, I was like, "Oh, I love the I love the title because it reminded me of Brother Lawrence's um, book, Practice of the Presence of God," and um, it's a beautiful, easy read. But he was a lay monk um, that lived in I think like 1611 when he was born, um, and he died within that same century. Um, and he's got a beautiful quote that I, I love. And he says, um, "It is enough for me to pick up." but a straw from the ground, God. And I just thought that because it reminds me of practicing God's presence. And again, you, you know, someone said, nice prayer, formalized prayer is great when you, you know, for multiple reasons. Um, and I've found it too, especially when 
you have no other words to pray, you know, um, or when you, um, you know, in communion with someone like the rosary or the divine mercy prayer, you, you can play, you can pray in union, you know, different languages. You can pray in unison, but sometimes just offering up that, you know, that quiet thank you or that cry for help or just, um, in what God has given to us, um, I think the practice of just kind of to sum it up, um, the practice of presence is both within and without. It's with ourselves. It's again recognizing that God is present in us, like you said, Christopher, and some several other people is present always within us. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, again, we're temples of the Holy Spirit, and what a beautiful dignity we have. And not only that, but also to recognize the without. And it's a both and kind of for us, that we recognize God and the dignity of others and who they've created to be and what they're called to be, you know, recognizing that we each are created with a soul and we aspire for the greatest good, this outcome of this eternal life with God, um, with the, with each other. <laughs> uh, so it's not just about getting our own self there, it's about helping others as well, love of God and love of neighbor, right? <laughs> um so yeah, I just uh, offer those things. There's a lot of other things that kind of have gone on in my mind about through this conversation, but um, that's what I am offering. And just love the idea of um, oh yeah, one other quick thing. Um, and it's kind of been said before, um, but to set times during our day, our busy day, um, set aside a time into your schedule, like plan it in there um, where you can. You can talk with God, you know, in whatever aspect that is of you, whether it's, you know, daily mass or if it's a rosary or if it's reading scripture or just, just pouring out, you know, into God, um, and having God pour into you. Um, set that time aside into your schedule, just like it would be another with, you know, a business person or your family member and keep that time sacred. And if you don't do that already, I really challenge you to think about that and to do that for a week. And then go back and see, um, you know, 15 minutes you know, um, at least. And then go back and, you know, week is different. And I promise you that if you honor that time with God, with our Lord, um, you will be blessed abundantly in ways that you couldn't even imagine. So thank you so much for letting me speak. Um, I am Lisa. I am blessed to be here. And uh, we'll keep everybody in my prayers. Thank you for such a great advice and for sharing that. I love how you mentioned that uh, we can and should find the presence of God also in others. I think that was the missing piece. Uh, a lot of, uh, many of us uh, sort of overlapped a little bit in our thoughts and that's good. Uh, but the missing piece was, I think, uh, that we can also keep the presence of God by remembering that we can find him in others. And and we have one last person on the stage that hasn't shared, so I would love to hear from Makua before we hear the summary from Erin. Makua? Thank you, Christopher. Uh, I have listened to everyone has said, and basically, same thing, but um, I recognize the presence of God in every single thing that happens to me throughout the day, as little as... Um, getting the perfect temperature for my warm milk and um, 
uh, probably one day unclogging the bathtub that was clogged. And I was like, that was you, God. That was you. In every single thing I do, something goes right at work. And I'm, even if like I put in the effort and I tried my best to do it, like that was God. Something goes wrong at work. I'm like, um, what do you want me to learn from this, God? Please help me. So I try my best to realize that God is always present. He's every single thing that happens happens because he's there. So I myself separate any efforts for myself. Just this one you go recognize it and say that silent thank you that Lisa spoke about. Seeing that silent thank you every time, seeing that silence, or oh, what do you want me to learn from this failure or this um mishap how do I go on from this what do you want to teach me from this help me to learn it and help me to do it better and then when it goes right again thank you Jesus thank you God thank you Holy Spirit I have learned what you wanted me to learn from that and yeah that's that's it that's how I recognize the presence of God in my everyday life thank you thank you so much Makuat dial having a dialogue with God is certainly a very important way of keeping presence of God today for many good things that come to our lives. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to now uh, hear from Erin, who always gives us this amazing summary of all the richness of our conversation uh, so we can take home some pearls and some hopefully some things that we can apply in our own lives. Erin? Yeah, thanks, Christopher. This was a great conversation. Um, it went by so fast. <laughs> all of you had awesome things to share, and I um, am so grateful because I learned a lot from each of you, as I always do. So thank you to everyone who shared on stage, and thank you to everyone who uh, listened in. Um, okay, so our summary. Uh, we began the room by um, just introing kind of some ideas about this topic. So Christopher shared that we are always in the presence of God. And this this is just something that is. It just is. And we have the choice to recognize that or to not. And often when we forget that we are in God's presence, that is when we sin. We can find many ways, creative ways, to remember that we are in the presence of God. And a lot of you shared those today. So um, I'm glad that we uh, opened the conversation up that way because it allowed so many of you to give examples from your everyday lives. So there are clearly lots of ways to live in, in God's presence. Um, Andres, you went through your entire day with us, which was so enlightening. Um, you really take to heart prayer. And it's really beautiful um, to see how you not only incorporate it at home, but also in your work life. Um, so you mentioned praying a daily rosary, prayer before meals, prayer before meetings, um, nighttime prayers with your family. Um, you mentioned an act of contrition, an examination of conscience. Um, all of these things are so beautiful. And it's, it's really great that you shared this with us because... Um, it's a great example of just a snapshot of of something that um, we can. So thank you, Christopher. You sacred art, um, having those in front of us in our homes, uh, strategic places in our homes, and I think that that resonated with a lot of us. Um, we can all have um, these kind of little 
reminders, if you will, uh, to look at throughout the day to remind us that God is with us at all times and how beautiful that some of you shared those examples um, in your own lives as well. Belinda, you shared uh, that you love to meet God, feel God, and talk to God throughout the day. Um, And that is just so beautiful how you described those things. And then um, I love how you... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You continued on by talking about how you like talk to God out loud. You pray to him out loud or you're talking to him as if you would a person. And um, even so much so that sometimes your kids are like, hey, who are you talking to? I love that. I think that is so beautiful. And that's how we should approach this. Um, God is 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 there. He's ever present. He's always right there ready to uh, speak to us or to listen to what we have to say. And that you really take that to heart, Belinda. So thank you for sharing that. Crystal, you shared some awesome things, as always. Um, You said you live by this plan of love or rule of love, and and I I really appreciate you sharing that concept and that perspective with us. Um, Of course, we we always want to approach our our lives and and the things that we experience with love. And, of course, being in God's presence is um, the foundation of that. So thank you for sharing how you kind of um, take that into your own life and live it out. Um, you, you said, I am his temple and, and that's so true and so beautiful. And it's not this lofty idea or this concept that like, oh, God is like living. Like it says in the Bible that, that we, our bodies are temples and, um, it sounds like you really take that to heart. So thank you for sharing that. Um, And I love this. I think this is a quote. I tried to capture it. You said, the experience of life is richer because I know God um, is with me. So, so beautiful. Um, Yes, all of our lives are richer because of this. And and you perfectly captured that feeling or that that experience and and how we... um, can live day to day with this rich life um, with God by our sides. So thank you. And you mentioned this idea of indwelling of God, not an idea, sorry. Yeah, I love the word you used. You said indwelling. Um, That is so powerful and so beautiful. And that's easy for us to visualize. Um, God is literally dwelling inside of us. And and that's kind of how you um, shared each of the things um, with us. So thank you. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for coming to to the stage today. Um, You mentioned that everyone's relationship with God is different. And thank you for saying that because it's something that I think we we all can often forget, especially um, when... Many of us can fall into comparison oftentimes, and and a lot of that has to do, especially as Catholics, of course, with, you know, oh, this person's so holy, he or she does this or that, and and no, like, your relationship with God is your relationship with God, and he's going to speak and work, um, he's going to speak to and work in other people's lives differently than our own. So thank you for saying that and reminding us all of that, because, of course, we can be... um, inspired um, and or a little uh, <laughs> like and when we hear what everyone shared today it's like oh my gosh he or she does that like that's amazing but that's okay because like God's working in your own life in in maybe different ways but just as beautiful and just as powerful so thank you Lisa for sharing that um, 
you also talked about, which Christopher mentioned earlier um, in summarizing what you had said, that we, we can and we should find the presence of God in others. That is something so powerful, and I'm so glad you brought that into this conversation because it's true. Um, not only are we talking about God's presence in our own lives, but He is obviously present in everyone else's lives as well. And, and we should seek that out and, and, and recognize that and, and understand and find it when we encounter others. So thank you for that. And Makua, you uh, concluded our conversation. And um, I love the example that you gave of how you experienced this in your life. You mentioned that you you recognize God in every single thing that happens, whether it's good or bad. Um, or, or just something that you can learn from and, and, and you understand that, you know, God was present in that moment and, and he was teaching you something. So thank you for sharing that. It sounds like you have a really um, good consciousness of God in, in your life and in each thing that happens um, to you or for you or, or that you experience. So I really appreciate hearing that um, um, example. So that is everything. Thank you all again so much for sharing. And Christopher, I'll pass it to you to wrap up. Thank you so much, Erin. It, it's, it's amazing how much we can take away from these weekly meetings. I'm so grateful for each one of you th that continue to come and join the conversation. Or sometimes you're just listening, but I know you have. You have so much that you can contribute to. And, and we hope that every week you try to uh, come up to the stage and share a little bit more about your thoughts on all of these different topics that we are discussing today uh, certainly enriched me and my own uh, personal life and prayer life and uh, um, and the, the practice of uh, presence of God. So let us close then. Please follow Erin and I, or uh, and I also invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group. If you can, also find the image of the week every week and something that's just something fun we can do find Aaron or my profile also don't forget to join the Catholic Professionals Club here house join us live on Clubhouse Thursday if you like what you heard listen to it again or share the weekly podcast you can find our podcast in all platforms just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society and please do share the episodes with others and uh, I just want to remind us all the reason why we're doing this. Uh, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in society around the world. But just in our country, uh, everything that's happening at the political level, in, uh, in the cultural level, in the school system, COVID-19, you know, the, and the way that it has impacted our lives. And I feel that in the midst of all of this, what there is, is a lack of leadership, a lack of principled, value, virtuous leadership. This is what our society is desperately in need of. And this is why every week we invite you to come back here and talk about why it's important for professionals. Because God gave us that gift of a professional career. And, and most of the time I call this education. And we are, we see to be able to influence society in such a way that we can bring Christ back to all where he rejected from. And changing the chip in our minds and realize it's no longer optional. 
must seek to become influential leaders in society. And that is the mission of this room, Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. We can do it and we must do it because just look around you, look at the world. If not now, when? If not us, who? Thank you for being with us this week. We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Thank you, everyone. God bless.